morning. Yeah. Good to see you here. Those online, welcome to, to our online service too. You know, when I was, uh, when the, uh, my godchildren were very small, very young, how many of you would play this game with them? And uh, wearing a mask is hard to play this game. Let me try. Huh? Just take off a mask for just a little while. And we always say, give me a happy face. Then you, you know, and the children, then we say, give me a sad face. You know, everyone try your best to see. And give me an angry face. Wow, the TV will be catching me. Or give me a puzzled face. Give me a crying face. Like a... I know I won't make it to the K-drama movie. <laughs> but all of us have emotions. Let me wear back my mask. And you know, WhatsApp, we also use a lot of emojis, right? When we reply, we say if a bad news, we put a sad face, a crying face. Happy, we put a happy face. So we are people of emotions. And today is the sixth in our series of the full life. We had the spiritual aspect, we had the social aspect, we had the mental aspect. We talk about family life, we talk about finances. And today, you know what I'm touching on, the emotional, the emotion part of our being. And those people who are boomers, the young people will say, what are you singing? Remember that song? Feelings, nothing more than feelings, trying to forget my feelings of love. Hey, now I finish. Teardrops <laughs> rolling down from my cheeks or face. Trying to forget my feelings of love. And then you always say, feelings. Okay, that's the end. <laughs> How do you get more so emotional? And as we sing this song, we are grappling it. How am I feeling? What are my feelings of love? Is this puppy love? Is this real love? We grapple with our feelings. So do we understand our feelings? Is it okay to have feelings? Is it wrong to feel sad, disappointed, even angry? And we know that we have feelings. It's okay. Of course it's okay to have feelings. We are emotional beings. God made us this way. And God feels. You know that God feels. Jesus was God in the flesh. And he had emotions. You know that he was very angry when he, the people were buying and selling in the temple. He was sad and he wept at the funeral of Lazarus. 
He was happy and thankful for the praises of his people. Even on the Palm Sunday, he was disappointed and even angry with the Pharisees that doubted him, the hypocrisy of the Pharisees and scribes. And he had rejection, he felt rejected by his own people, his own kampung people. They refused his teaching. So it's okay, God feels, and we are made in the image of God. And so therefore, we feel. We are people who will feel as God's creation. How many emotions do you face today and yesterday? Maybe you're very disappointed at the Johor elections. I, uh, my party didn't win. So, so low, the results. Oh, you were very happy today because your children did well in the exams. Or someone complimented you this morning. Hey, you look good. And you were happy. Oh, you're frustrated and angry because someone scolded you. Someone betrayed you. You are angry. You are disappointed because maybe you didn't get that point, that promotion. But you are thankful. A lot of us will feel thankful for God's grace, God's faithfulness to us every morning. And maybe all of us are hopeful. We are hopeful for our business, for families, for our future. You know, one of the best things about creation in the area of emotions is from this verse. Mark chapter 12, verse 29 to 30, it says, the most important one, the most important commandment, answered Jesus, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The Bible hardly uses the word emotion, but uses the word passion. And especially the word heart, heart. And we are to express our heart, our feelings, our love for God. When it says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength, it means to love God passionately. So that's an emotion. To love God passionately without any refrain. No, don't, don't let it be just lip service. It was beautiful, right? Worshipping the Lord. But God wants it from the heart. Not just a lip service. Love the Lord your God with all that is within you. All that we have got. And of us loving our neighbour with that love, expressing kindness, goodness, you know, to our neighbours. But there are two extremes of emotions that we need to avoid. The area of emotionalism, emotionalism, oh, emotionalism, yeah. That feelings dictate how we live our lives. That all that matters in life is how I feel. And as long as I'm happy, I'll do it. No matter whether it's right or wrong, whether it's biblical, because it makes happy, I will do it. Emotionalism. And of course, the other expect, the other extreme is stoicism. Feelings 
uh, to be denied and ignored. Don't show your feelings. All that's important is our intellect, our, you know, our brains, our will. So tell me as it is. You know, some people tell me as it is. Don't know the drama. Just tell me as it is. The extreme. But we need to come to that midway, right? To know how to control our feelings. How have you been during this pandemic, moving to endemic? Today's high pressure lifestyle, the stress, right? In this pandemic situation, the financial challenges that we face, and working from home. Some of you are still working from home. You know, 24 hours being cooped up there, trying to do your meetings, and you know, with children running around. I know it's difficult, pressurizing. Sometimes means same people. You get angry with one another, get upset. Sometimes, my gosh, it's 24 hours together, and sometimes you get on each other's nerves. And there is a tendency to have the emotional drain. We are drained of our emotional energy. So drained. We are so tired out. And because of this situation, we can make matters worse when we yield to the emotions. We are led by the emotions. When we're angry, we lash out at people. We make our decisions and our beliefs based on our emotion, how we felt. So it comes danger. We are led by our emotions. I'm going to look at the life of Prophet Elijah. Learning from his life. So many emotions when I read this portion of scripture. So many emotions that, he, that caused him, you know, to be in despair, in depression, and even leading to suicide. Prophet Elijah. God's presence in the valley of despair. My topic was feelings and faith, or faith and feelings. Let's pray. Father, thank you this morning for your people here and those online. Thank you, dear God. Your spirit will speak to our hearts. Lord, it's about you, Lord. Speak to us. You know the situations your people are in. I do not know, but oh God, the word of God can penetrate and touch lives and minister faith, trust to your people, whatever the situations, whatever they are going through. Lord, we ask, you will help us, Lord, look to you. We thank you. The Spirit of God will speak in Jesus' name. Amen. The prophet Elijah. Elijah is a great prophet. When he first appears in the Bible, in 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 1, he confronts evil, the evil king Ahab from Israel, and he said this, As the Lord, the God of Israel lives, whom I serve, there will be neither dew nor rain in the next few years, except at my word. And it was so for three and a half years. There was no rain. So probably King Ahab and Elijah didn't have a good relationship. You know, in chapter 18, verse 
first chapter 18 verse 17 yeah first kings yeah you know how he addressed elijah he says is that you troubler of israel wow how would you feel the king addressing you is that you if you are making a difference is that you george ang Troubler of PJ? Why? Because he's making a difference in PJ, in the, especially in the senior adults in Evergreen. Is that you? So we know there is a you know, enmity between the two. Worst was, Ahab was married to Jezebel, the cruelest queen in all the history of Israel. And she was the one who wore the pants in the family. So throughout the drought, Ahab probably would have got more angry at Elijah, which therefore came the countdown, right? At the challenge, the showdown at Mount Carmel. Go back and read. I won't tell you the whole story. Very fantastic story. It was uh, uh, 1 Kings in the area of 17, 18, 19. 850 prophets of Baal and Asherah. One Elijah. One prophet of God. 850 the other side. So it's like very lopsided, right? And the challenge was to see who can get their God to send down fire from heaven to consume the sacrifice. Ooh, who's God will come, send on fire. And of course, if you read, you know, Elijah won hands down. The fire of God came to burn up everything. It's the sacrifice, the wood, the stones, the salt, even the water in the trench. Wow, what a victory. And you would expect Wow, it's a victory, Elijah. I'm sure, you know, he will have thought, revival for Israel. The king Ahab would see and repent, tell his wife, you know, what happened, the God of Israel, the God of Elijah, what he did. But we come to this story now. Let's see the turn of this story. I'm reading from 1 Kings 19, 1-4. Now, Ahab told Jezebel everything Elijah had done and how he had killed all the prophets with the sword. So Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah to say, May the gods deal with me, be it ever so severely, if by this time, tomorrow, I do not make your life that of one of them. And Elijah was afraid and he ran for his life. When he came to Bathsheba in Judah, he left his servant there. Or he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness. He came to a broom bush, sat down under it and prayed. Ah, then became suicidal, right? That he might die. Oh, how many of you have said, I have enough, Lord. In our problems, we have said that to the Lord, right? How many of you have said that to the Lord? Ah, very good. All of you are very, a lot of faith. 
I have enough, Lord. So many problems. I have enough, Lord. Take my life. I'm no better than my ancestors. So as we read, Ahab told Jezebel everything Elijah had done, killed all the prophets with the sword, and Ahab and Jezebel repented. No. In other words, in a, in a simple words, they say, I'm going to kill you, Elijah. I'm coming for you. And you think that Elijah, prophet of God, man of God, he would have sent back a messenger to, I will send back also another messenger. And I will say to him, I'm saying to her, who are you? Uh? Jezebel, who are you? Uh? Just a woman. I've dealt with 850 of the prophets of Baal and Asherah. Who are you, a woman? What can you do? No, not, that did not happen. What happened? Elijah ran because of a threat. He ran away because of, she said, I'll kill you. Wow, and that really, you know, like turning his, thank you, Lord, but this is your prophet's batch. Okay, I'm going. He ran away. Despair. In desperation, in suicide. What happened? What happened to him? Then I see him so much faith, you know. Dude, come on, call your, call your God. Maybe he's sleeping, you know. Better come. He was telling the, he was taunting the, the prophets, right? But now he ran. You know, the Bible in James chapter five verse seventeen says, Elijah is a man. Just like us. It's a man just like us. He can face difficulties and he can feel discouraged. That shows me the constant need for even the man of God, the woman of God, to be reliant and have that trust and faith in God no matter what the circumstances. We need God. We need God. Our faith the one that can sustain us, faith in God, sustain us in our desperate times. So Elijah runs, keeps going, going, going. He ends up being a day's journey where he went under a broom tree. It's like a, some, some version says juniper tree, a broom tree. Can you show that tree, that picture of that tree? This is like... The broom tree is very shallow, uh, low. You can just lie down and you rest. Yeah, if you can show it. How many of you have had a broom tree experience? You went under the broom tree and the verse, verse 5. Then he lay down under the bush and he fell asleep. Running to that place, he is so fed up, is so discouraged, so in despair. I've had enough, Lord. I've had enough. Things are not going my way, you know, in my, my office. I've tried my best. I've worked hard. I've yet to see any promotion. People are being promoted. They, they have not worked as hard as me. Uh, or they, maybe they speak the loudest. 
Uh, or maybe they don't have angkat the boss and I just want to give up. I want to, don't want to, I do not want to continue to be that testimony, you know, for you. And you are disappointed. God. Oh yeah, the broom tree. I was looking here for it. This, this, okay, this is the broom tree where Elijah is <gasps> complaining, complaining, and he fell asleep. Oh, I say, God, I'm serving you. I've been serving you faithfully. Why these problems keep on coming? Why do I still have these issues, financial, uh, and you know, I don't know when my next job is coming. I, I don't know where, you know. Uh, I have so much family issues, problems. I've been still serving you faithfully. I thought that I will get all that I want and, and you're frustrated. God, I really feel I'm really struggling in life. It's hard to get up each day with a smile. You know, sometimes when I get up and when I sleep, I wish I, I will not wake up the next day. And there are people who are struggling. Once they say, I'm so lonely, I'm so insecure, I'm afraid. Have you had that broom tree experience complaining or just frustrated with life? We have all our challenges. All of us have our stories to tell. And like Elijah, we could be so, so tired and so fed up. Maybe some of you are just taking each day as it comes, hanging on. I was looking at what is the definition of emotional health? What is the definition? Mr. Google, I look at Mr. Google, it says here, emotional health is the ability to cope with both positive and emotional emotions, which includes your awareness of it, of them. Being emotionally healthy involves maintaining control of thoughts and meeting and feelings. People with good emotional health are resilient in the face of challenges, find ways to express their creativity and understand the importance of social connection. So true. We are not without emotions, even the negative one. But you are healthy emotionally when you know how to control the thoughts and feelings, coping with this. So I'm going to use the life of Elijah. See how uh, some of the things we learn from his life, from this incident, how to improve our emotional health. How are you doing out there on the online? Say, I'm still here, right there, I'm still here. <laughs> and of course, we have people here. Seven steps, or seven keys to improving our emotional health. You know, God is the greatest counsellor. God is the greatest, if you can call like a doctor to a psychiatrist or whatever. He is the best. And in 1 Kings 19, verse 5 to 8, you can show it. Then he lay down under the bush, fell asleep. He looked around and there by his head was some bread 
bread baked over hot coals and a jar of water. He ate. Oh, I better read this one. It's going so fast here, I cannot see. And he laid down under the bush and fell asleep. All at once, an angel touched him and said, Get up and eat. He looked around and there by his head was some bread baked over hot coals and a jar of water. He ate and drank and there, then lay down again. The angel of the Lord came back a second time and touched him and said, Get up and eat, for the journey is too much for you. So he got up and ate and drank, and strengthened by that food, he traveled 40 days and 40 nights until he reached Horeb, the mountain of God. So we see here, you know, the first thing that God did for Elijah, providing food and water. And I was thinking, what did he eat? Bread and water. Maybe not all the same bread every time, maybe sourdough bread, cranberry bread. Because bread and water for so many days. How many of you have asked, God, can I have nasi lemak? <laughs> can I have, you know, I want my chakwetel. But God, main thing here is He provided the food. He was strengthened to travel 40 days, wow, and night, because God took care of him. Right in the chat, right, if you're there, Hey, eat and sleep. Eat and sleep. That's it. The first step, right? That means rest and relax. Eat and sleep. You need to take care of your physical health. And I'm so glad, you know, God cared for him physically. He knew that his body probably was tired. He knew that he needed food. And God is so... You know, so caring, he provided him. Sometimes God's solution is so simple. He says, What? Eat, sleep, eat, sleep. Right? Maybe you need that. You're so tired. Eat, sleep, eat, sleep. And he got strength just from that to travel a long distance. Sometimes the most spiritual thing you can do is to, is to go to bed. Have a good night's rest. The second thing is release your frustration. Release your frustration to the Lord. How many of you have the cave experience? And this is cave in Horeb, the mountain of God. How many of you had this cave experience where you went into the cave and you just released your feelings to the Lord? all your frustrations to the Lord. Again, verse 9 and 10. He went to the cave. And you know, you know what God said to him in that cave? He says, the question that God asked him, hey, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? God asked him that question. And um, I was thinking when I was reading, I quickly went back to us, did God call his name? I said, yeah, actually. He said, what are you doing here, Elijah? God called him by name, you know. So maybe God will call you. Huh, what are you doing here, Veron? 
in the time of your cave moment. What are you doing here, Donald? It is a, such a personal God, right? What are you doing here in your name? What are you doing here? Probably people like us, uh, when they say, I want to die, kill me, Lord, let me die. Most of us, we would have said, Toy, so silly, don't say such thing. Kill yourself. But God made him, asked him a question to let him think. What are you doing here? God is not shocked when you complain. How many of you say, it's okay, it's okay to, uh, to air your frustration to the Lord? Because God is a gracious God. He did not say, stop, stop sulking. You know, it's been so long already. How come you're not thankful? You saw the miracles, right, at Mount Carmel. You saw the rain came down when you prayed. And now what are you doing? You know, in the sense of the anger. But actually he says, what are you doing? It's area of what is the issue? No, read Psalms. Right? And you read the Bible reading, you have uh, verses, uh, and then you have also the, the Psalms, all the Psalms. Very fantastic. You know, when I was, I remember a time when I was having a rough patch, difficult time. Most of the time, crying, crying, crying. Uh, they say so emotional, uh, yeah, at that time. Crying, and I began to read Psalms, and every time I read the Psalms, I began to read, you know, Psalms has so many emotions. There's anger, there's complaining, lament, and so on, lamenting, and sorrow, desperation, arguing with God, disappointment. But there's also a psalm of confidence, humility, hope, encouragement. Every emotion. And when you read, when I read Psalms, it gave me the peace. It gave me that, you know, that God, you understand my feelings. You helped me through. Okay, be in a hurry. And the, the, the questions probably, what? God asked him, what are you doing here? Could be, what's the real issue actually, right? Revealing, revealing to us, what is the issue with you? And sometimes it's, a, a, you know, your anger, but that is a deeper issue in your anger. Because you cannot forget, forgive an incident. What is the issue? Issue of Elijah Paris was so fearful. Right? The fearful that led him to his despair and pity party and so on. So what are you doing here? What is the real issue with you? Is it unforgiveness? Every time something happens, you will relate back to that incident of the unforgiveness, that thing that has caused you hurt and it will always surface up. No matter what people bring up that is to link that you are angry. You need to know the real issue. That is bothering you. Is it? Rejection? We need to find out what is the issue. What are you doing here? And twice, twice, you know, he repeated, I, you know, have done this, this, done that, and people want to kill me, you know, and twice. So it's okay to really seek for the real issue and deal with the real issue. You know, I have shared with this, that in my ministry, one of the things that was difficult that time, huh? thank God I'm over it, was I am a person who works well, 
in peaceful atmosphere, right? In harmony, and I thrive. But when there's confrontation, when there's, you know, uh, people will question you, but it's okay to question, but you know, in that tone or in that, I, I don't take it well. I get hurt, I get upset, you know. Eh, why is this fella like that? Da, da. And when people, you know, uh, I'm generally a relational person, and people like to, you know, they, they, I'm not sure why, but they might ignore you, they are angry at you, they walk away, they don't show you face, whatever, you know. I get upset, and I try my best. Come on, what's wrong, you know? And I go up to them, be, be kind to them, and if they are still rejecting me, I will feel so upset. Now, some leaders, right now, leaders, they are thankless ministry, yeah? We have tangless views sometimes, and you feel that, oh, I just love my, my member, why don't you give me this? But I've learned that, hey, I told my leaders, not everyone is going to like you. You've got to accept it. And, you know, taking confrontation is part of leadership. And people question you, whether they can be rudely, is part of leadership. And we know how to deal with it in our own emotions and not feel rejected. And so therefore, I do not try and try and try and try and try and try until I'm so tired. If the people don't like you, it's okay. Love them still. Forgive them. Relax. Be happy. And then, you know, it will really help you. Because if you are trying every day in your, in your company, trying to please everybody, you know, you're going to be so burdened, so frustrated. Be kind, be good, but you don't have to please everybody. To live, to please God. So the next thing is, refocus on God. Interesting, you know. God took his eyes off the problems and God here asked him, go out and stand on the mountain. Stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to passed by. So took, taking him off that problem and revealed his presence to him. And that's what you need to do. Refocus on God instead of the problem. And it's interesting. God, you know, he was looking for God. A great wind came. Nope. Mighty earthquake. Nope. Raging fire. Was it? No. I know God presented himself in a gentle whisper. And that's how God is when he's so frustrated and so in that emotional mess. God revealed to him in that gentle whisper. What did he whisper? What did he whisper? What do you think? Maybe that, you know, I'm here for you. I'm your God. You can trust me. Be still and know that I'm God. That whisper, that will encourage him to carry on in his ministry. And God will whisper to you. And sometimes when you are so frustrated, so angry, it's good just to go into your closet, close your eyes, breathe. Yeah, remember our theme, huh? breathe. Then listen to the whisper of the Lord. Listen to the whisper of the Lord. He's whispering that he cares. He's with you. 
You know, remember we sang the blessed assurance, and this part that says, echoes of mercy, whispers of love. For those in the online service, put in there, I look to God. I look to God. So in your distress, you look around, you get distressed. You look within us, sometimes you get so depressed. But look at Jesus and be at rest. Fifth thing, find purpose and meaning. Find purpose and meaning. You know, probably Elijah would have felt, I'm such a failure. Running and hiding, there's no more ministry for me. I'm gone. But God, you know, in His grace and in His loving kindness, and He doesn't just recall your ministry just because we failed. He recommissioned Him. He continued to, you know, hey, I'm, I'm sending you now. Go to find this king, get that, that uh, mentee, you know, Elijah. And he continued to give him that ministry of commissioning. And you are important when we fail. The Lord doesn't mean that it's finished for us. He is a God who gives us, continue to, you know, encourage us, continue to recommission re us. I'm not finished with you yet. Don't mean I fail the Lord. I feel that oh, God is so far away. But you know, let me tell you, God is not finished with us yet. You know, it's a great way of healing when you're involved in the needs a ministry of even helping others. And I'm so thankful that those who have been grieved because of a loved one's been grieved because uh, demise, has lost a loved one, they have been helped in the grief counselling. And now they are in grief counselling to help others. Six is have self-control. Probably Elijah was so much in despair, he did not control his feelings. He let his feelings worse and worse, despair leading to, you know, depression and then suicidal. The Bible says, if the fruit of the Spirit is self-control. Now those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with his passion and desires. So it is by the Spirit we can control those emotions and not let those emotions control us. When you say those words and you're angry, you speak those words, that word has control over you already. But before you speak those words, you are in control of those words, right? So always think before you say, because those words that have come out from you could kill somebody, could have hurt somebody for life. So we therefore control, let God control. The Spirit controls us because it is the fruit of the Spirit, self-control. If you don't control your emotions, they will control you and you will be manipulated by your moods. That's why they say, yo-yo, up, down, up, down. Last one. Connect with others. Okay, the team. Connect with others. Elijah's complaint to God was, Hey, God, I am the only one left. They have failed, they have killed all the prophets. I, you know, I am the only one, right? 
I'm the one who's so in fervent, you know, ministry. I'm the one who does it. I'm the one, but nobody is doing anything about it, you know. But in First Kings 19:18, God reassures Elijah. He says, "Yet I reserve seven thousand in Israel, all whose knees have not bowed to Baal and whose mouth have not kissed him." They are like-minded faith with you, Elijah. You're not alone. And then we cannot do life, Christian life alone, my friends. Cannot do life, Christian life alone. You need people. You need that group of people who will stand with you. And of course, here we introduce our connect groups to you. Are you in a connect group? You need that community community who will be with you, pray with you when they have difficulties, understand you, love you. Let's stand to our feet as we close. All that God did for Elijah was because He's revealing Himself as a loving Father. And today He wants to reveal to you in whatever emotions that you are feeling that He cares for you. You might be emotionally drained. Maybe you have failed. You feel worthless. God seems so far away. And you don't understand your situations. Why are these things happening? Why am I having this sickness? Why am I having this financial difficulty? Why? What's happening to the country, you know? All of us have faced challenges and we have wanted just to throw in the towel. We want God to give us a way out, right? All of us. Show me what is the way out. And sometimes we seemingly don't see the way out. But let me remind ourselves, encourage you. You don't have to stay discouraged, depressed. God can help it through it all. The faith in God that help you go through it victoriously. It is faith. Instead of our feelings, God, I might feel this way, but my faith is in You, not in my feelings. Lord, I'm feeling so bad and so angry, but my faith is in You. You will help me through. Let's sing this song and let the faith of the Lord encourage you.
time I was so angry with somebody. He had hurt me with his words time and again. See, people hurt. And you know, when you're angry, you say, God, deal with him. You know, you wish that he would have, you know, calamities upon him for what he has done. But one day, I saw that, that guy. I saw him, he was suffering from an illness. And he was sick. Do you know that that time when I with all my anger when I saw that the anger just left the hatred just left and I could just feel that compassion the love of God Many times we don't know what people are going through. We can get so angry, get so revengeful. But all of us have a story. And I thank God that it just disappeared. I didn't feel any animosity. And so therefore, your emotions can work for you. Your emotions can work for you the good emotions and work for you to overcome that loving that kindness the emotion of compassion that love God's love that can help you overcome that anger that unforgiveness to that person so feelings it's okay if you use your feelings Point it to the response action that is goodness of worship, of love, of kindness to people, helping one another. I'm going to pray for you as in closing. God will help you. Whatever you are facing through. Those online here, if you are facing an issue, raise up the hand as I pray. Hallelujah. You're having a difficulty in your life. Raise up your hand. Shikaraba, shikaraba. You're having a challenge. Something you're going through. Lord, you see, oh God, your people, Lord, right now. Thank you, Lord. You like the way you treated Elijah. Your love, you reached out to him and your kindness provided him food and water and just took care of his physical needs. You strengthen his mind too. You reveal yourself in that gentle whisper. That gentleness. You do not shout at him, what happened? what's wrong with you? But you say, yes. You showed him your love. You recommissioned him. You gave him his ministry. Go, continue your ministry in the strength of the Lord. And you are our strength today. Today, Lord, you are our strength. I pray for those who are in need of finances. Open the windows of heaven, Lord. Pour it out, pour it out, pour it out, Lord. Those who are emotionally drained, may you overcome and strengthen their hearts. That is there, the emotionist. 
strengthen their hearts, Lord. Strengthen their faith. That is not the feelings that will lead them, but it is their faith in God. Not the emotion, but faith. Oh, the trust in you. That the trust level right now. Let it rise. Let it rise. They will see you in a gentle whisper. Yes, you are a powerful God. You can be in that earthquake. You can be oh, in the fire. But you, God, you choose to reveal us when we are hurting in that whisper, that gentle whisper. So I pray peace right now into our hearts. I pray provision. I pray healing for the sick in body. Be in the name of Jesus. Be healed. Be healed of your sicknesses, Lord. As the Lord, you are our help. We look to you. We look to you. God is the strength of my life. God is the strength of my life. We thank you, Lord. We commit ourselves to you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah.